This is Conversations with Leaders. I'm Sky Rarito. In this show, I speak with young professionals who have found ways to show true leadership in their community. It is my hope that their stories inspire you to take action. All right. Well, today we have Chris Waters with us. How are you doing this morning, Chris? I'm doing fine. Good morning, Skyra. <laughs> well, I'm excited to have you join us this morning, and I'm excited to talk to you guys about Chris. I actually met Chris, I think it was in 2014, when he was a leader of Peace for MLK. Yes. Yes. Okay. And he did a, um, a community event. I think it was about anti-violence is what... Nonviolence. Um, actually, I believe that one was, yeah, it was addressing um, violence in the community. Yep. Um, it was addressing, uh, also just addressing um, racial issues that were uh, going on in the community as well. That's right. So I went to that event. I'm not even sure how I found out about it. And that's kind of how I connected with Chris. And then over the past couple of years, him and I have just been having conversation about conversations about our community, things that we can do to take leadership roles to ensure that we continue to build wealth, prosperity, opportunities, and access for the people who live here in Lafayette, specifically in North Lafayette. So Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, so we're going to start off with talking a little bit about Lafayette and the importance of young people staying here, being engaged and involved. And um, I want to talk a little bit about your perspective on that and, and what you think about it. Well, I was born and raised in Lafayette. I'm a graduate of Northside High School. Go Vikings. Lafayette is just such a unique place. It's considered, you know, the hub city. And when you look at the the historical context of the Acadiana area, just so many dynamic elements, a variety of cultures, it makes the area one of a kind. Um, when you are in the city, it's so, uh, something there that you won't find anywhere else. Um, as far as with, as far as a young professionals stepping up to leadership and and people stepping up to leadership in the area, I think it's. It's huge. You know, we have needs in the Acadiana area in Lafayette that are tremendous. And we need new innovative ideas to address those issues. And I'm pretty impressed with uh, what you're doing now uh, with this this awesome idea in addition to other great work you're doing in Lafayette, Skyra. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about uh, your career projection, Chris, kind of your journey from high school through college, through the different um, job opportunities you've had here. Let's talk a little bit about defining moments and what that career and journey path looked like for you. Okay. Well, Skyra, I've been involved in the criminal justice career path for the last 10 years. Um, I graduated from UL with that um, that degree a degree in criminal justice, and I've been working my way uh, through it over that uh, over the course of that time. During that time, a as you mentioned, the you know the violence issue when we did the town the initial town hall through Peace for MLK. Uh, during that time, I was just realizing and identifying some problems, and and I said to myself, "Hey, I want to get involved and get engaged in the community um, before." Uh, I want to be proactive to the issues versus reactive to the issues. And that really is what drove, I guess you could say, uh, my leadership, my engagement with the community. Um, my passion for that idea is really what got things started in terms of uh, community engagement, community development. And it opened my eyes to a whole lot of issues that were uh, impacting uh, Lafayette, specifically North Lafayette and 
driving the dynamics of the you know the criminal justice system for one and a variety of other things so was there one thing that happened like one event or a series of events or something specific that happened to kind of drive you there uh yes actually january 21st 2013 martin martin luther king day i was sitting at home pulled up my phone was looking at the news feeds and i saw that Several young people in the New Orleans area were shot along a parade route, a Martin Luther King parade. And then later in my hometown, near the Martin Luther King Center, a young man was was shot and killed. The same day? Yeah. Wow. It was just, um, for me, it really touched me. Uh, You know, I would see things that were, you know, upset me in terms of what was going on in my community and I wanted to do something to change that, but I never never really felt that as an individual that I could do anything. And I think many people feel that way, that as individuals, man, what can I do? The problems are so huge and so, so dynamic, so complicated. What can I do? But ultimately, I think it really just starts with the individual. When we're talking about leadership, you know, that's where it starts. It starts with yourself. Um, For me, I feel that, you know, leadership, three of the core things with leadership are, for one, uh, fearlessness, two, discipline, and three, just overall responsibility. Uh, When we're talking about also, in addition, when we're talking about just social action, uh, social issues, my concept behind that is uh, social change has historically required awareness Mm -hmm. first, then action followed by organization. Without any of those of those things, ultimately, no change can happen. You know, we ultimately have to have a critical mass to get to the point where things change. We have to get to the point where enough people care and are moved to act and then are actually organized to a direction of addressing uh, needs in the community. So you said that initially you were sitting at home, you saw these things happening in New Orleans and here in Lafayette. So how did that what were the steps that you took as an individual here in Lafayette to say, okay, I can actually do something? What did you actually do? What were those steps you took? Well, Skyra, what I said was, I have to do something. Mm. I don't know what it's going to be, but I have to do something. And a year later, I said, hey, it's going to be simple. <clears throat> I'm going to start getting engaged in my community, beginning with the holiday of Martin Luther King Day. I said, hey, this is a person who has been significant in the landscape of social dynamics in in the United States. He's contributed to the advancement of a whole lot of civil rights issues. And we have a holiday that's based around service um, and doing positive things for the community. So I said, hey, I'm going to start here. And from me starting there, I saw, okay, people are like, hey, what are y'all going to do next? Or or, what are you going to do next? And it became a whole lot more than just one day. Now it's 365 days of community service, um, community engagement. That's pretty awesome. And when did this start? This was January 2015? So it's been two years? Peace for MLK was started um, actually in January 2014. 360 Collective, which uh, started October of 2015. Peace for MLK transformed to 360 Collective, which is a holistic approach to community development and social change. What we realized that was that crime was just an output. It was just a symptom. A doctor doesn't treat the symptom until he knows actually 
what is the root cause, what the illness is. That's right. So if you're looking at the symptom and you're, you're trying to fix the symptom without understanding the disease or understanding what's causing these symptoms, you're never going to get anywhere. So pretty much what we have done is stepped back and looked at some of the things that ultimately create problems um, that are systemic in our community. What are some of those things? One being a lack of resources, a lack of resources through just something that's been a part of our history in, in the United States and Louisiana. We have not had a level of education access that we, we should access in, into uh, the job and, and workforce field. Um, the, the numbers show that that's, that's a problem. You know, So when people don't have access to a strong economy, don't ac- have access to jobs, don't have access to opportunities, it creates a void. You know, also in addition to systemic racism, mm-hmm. institutional racism, things that people don't necessarily see now in terms of how they saw it uh, during slavery times. But we have to realize that there are still things that happen in America that no longer are legal, but they have been part of the institution. And unless we have conversations about that, unless we're aware of it, it'll never change. That's pretty powerful. I think a lot of the times when people hear racism or systemic racism or anything to do with racism at all, they immediately get defensive and it kind of kind of can halt conversations and not allow change to happen. But obviously we've learned that it's important for us to have those conversations because that's that's where it starts. Right. The dialogue, the dialogue starts the narrative that begins the chain reaction for change. How have you you noticed that change happening since you've started 360 Collective? Well, what I'll say is this, you know, there, there has been a lot going on um, across the, the nation as well as in, in Lafayette and Louisiana that is related to, I guess you could say, um, just racial baggage that we're bringing with us. And, you know, through, you know, historically what resulted was a result of uh, trans, trans, the transatlantic slave trade. You know, we have carried that luggage with us. And unfortunately, we're going to continue to carry it until we have some serious conversations. Um, It's not going to, unfortunately, it's not going to die generationally by itself. We have to kill it. To kill it, we have to be honest with ourselves. You know, that's huge. Honest conversations. Can we have honest conversations? I believe we are having honest conversations. Um, I know that some things are, 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 are actually being planned now as far as reaching the community uh, with this dialogue. So I think we're at a point where people are listening to these conversations, are listening more than they have in the past because they're, they're seeing things come to a head. Um, and they're like, okay, what was not a problem? Okay, something is going on. Right. Maybe I need to, need to get more information. But, of course, you have that the concept of the cognitive dissonance. That's right. You know, um, you know, you have a certain idea about something, and that's been uh, transfixing in your mind and through your life as the way it is. But then this new information said, okay, the way you were thinking, it, it's not exactly right, and here's why. Now, what are you going to do with this new information? Um, are you going to look at it critically and add it to your thought right. system and your understanding of our society, or are you going to reject it? Uh, what we want to work on is having honest conversations where people can add to their understanding of uh, racial dynamics in, in America, racial dynamics in Lafayette Parish, which is considerable. Yes, it is. 
Um, so you talked a lot about um, being holistic about what you and your organization is doing. So you want to talk a little bit about the things that you have done over the past year or so to have that holistic approach to the issues you're trying to address? Okay. Well, a lot of times when we say holistic, people ask, okay, what does that exactly mean? Well, from a medical side of things where a doctor or medical professional, person involved in the medical system, addresses the needs of a patient by looking at their whole, uh, their whole health picture, um, looking at the whole body in terms of addressing needs and addressing issues. Pretty much with uh, 360, what we've done is we've taken a step back, as I said. Instead of addressing just the symptoms, we address, okay, what's going on in Lafayette, Paris, as far as what is causing disparity? What's causing inequality? Um, we're addressing those issues. Our motto is making a difference, but not only making a difference, but making a difference through leadership and knowledge. So what we have done is we, we've looked at education. We looked at crime. We've looked at health. And what we're doing is working on different initiatives to address some of those inequalities, inequities. We're looking to do things in uh, North Lafayette that really are going to raise the bar in terms of uh, educational opportunities, just a awareness of a whole lot of issues that impact our community. Wow. <laughs> Sounds like you have a lot going on. I don't know how you have time to run that organization and do your day job all at the same time. Yeah, we, we have a lot going on, Skyro. We have some awesome people that have stepped up to the plate. I, I serve as executive director. We have an amazing board, and we have amazing committee members that are in the trenches coming up with great ideas, putting in the work, and are really, they have the pulse on the community. Uh, and I think that's huge that with our board, with, with our leadership, it's just extremely dynamic extremely diverse, and, and we really just care. Right. So I know we talked a lot about 360. What are some other organizations that you're involved in that are important to helping the causes that you care about here in Lafayette? Well, I'm, I'm actually a new member of, uh, through uh, our relationship, I got involved with 705, which is a young professional group, doing some outstanding things for young professionals as far as just raising their awareness for a variety of issues, a variety of uh, community topics that are things that are important. And I think it's awesome that it's a great networking opportunity for young professionals. I'm involved with uh, the Lafayette Police Relations Committee. Well, I'm sorry, Lafayette Community Relations Committee, which is something that started last year. Um, and we're involved in really just uh, encouraging a better communication, a better uh, relationship with uh, the community and also with uh, the police department and the police force. With our new chief, Aguilar, he's really stepping up to pay, continuing some of the initiatives that uh, Interim Chief Thomas made for the for the, the committee. And we're doing some outstanding things. Last week, we were in the, uh, the Vise area in the community, walking, talking, meeting with neighbors, for the first time, some of these people uh, had someone knocking at the door that was a police officer, and it wasn't for something bad. Wow. You know. That's pretty awesome. Definitely. How significant has that Community Relations Committee been? I'm pretty impressed, Skyra. It's it's something that is needed, you know, based off what's going on th throughout the United States. For Lafayette to really be engaged, it's something that's proactive. You know, I think that's huge. Community policing is all about engaging and really building the trust of 
uh, the community with uh, law enforcement. And when you look at what's going on as far as with police brutality, uh, Black Lives Matter, that's the disconnect. There's no trust with the criminal justice system. So one way, law enforcement plays one role in that. How do we build trust? How we, do we build a working relationship? We have to understand when police officers are, are in the African-American community, you know, their job should be to serve and protect right. just like anywhere else. So we want to make sure that we're getting there. We want to make sure that that uh, that is happening. And I'm, I'm pretty impressed with what's going on now. It seems like they've done a, They've done a couple of walks throughout the community over the past few months. Yes. I remember they yeah. did Truman, Visa. Was there another one? Truman Vise also, I can't remember, but it's an initiative initiative that is not going anywhere. Um, those areas are going to be covered, and then we're going to go back. Um, in addition to events, uh, we, we've hosted an awesome event for youth. And really... What was that event? It was an event during last summer, the previous summer, and it was really kind of bringing a lot of different organizations and, and services for youth, programs for youth, and what, what I think is huge is when we're talking about problems within our, our communities and neighborhoods, you know, we have to talk about youth and how are we encouraging them to be the best that they can be. You know, so this, this, this previous, the, the previous event held was focused on truancy. Um, it was focused on making sure kids are in, engaged in uh, activities and parents stepping up and getting involved and connecting their kids with all of these these opportunities, you know, engagement and really showing our kids that they can do anything, be anything is huge. So. All right, then. So I guess one of my next questions, Chris, is we've talked a lot about your career, your involvement in initiating 360 Collective and other community organizations you're a part of. I guess my question to you is, what advice or tips do you have for other people who just want to do something? They want to get involved. They want to get engaged. They're not sure how. They might be a little bit scared. What would you, what advice would you give them? I always preach mentorship. You know, mentorship has personally transformed my life. I feel that it's very easy to look at issues, to complain, but ultimately when you get your, your hands dirty, that's when things change. That's, it's a game changer. It makes you understand the complexity of certain things, but also to understand that you can actually make a difference. It may start small, you know, getting involved with a project, um, whether it's in your community, uh, whether it's through a nonprofit organization. Um, finding people that are, are connected and, and into these type of programs connected into a community work and giving them a call, asking them to let, let you know when the next thing, next uh, project is coming up, asking how you can help. There are huge opportunities throughout Lafayette Parish to do so. I think there's some great organizations that are doing uh, tremendous work in the area. But, you know, the first thing is, OK, you're aware of the problem. Are you ready to act? Are you ready to get involved? There's so much that we can do individually. And then when we come together, magic happens. I like that. When we come together, magic happens. I love that. It's pretty awesome. All right. So my last question for you is, favorite question I like to ask everyone, is when was that moment that you realized that you were a leader, where people were listening to you, people were following you, you could engage a group of people to do some awesome work in the community? When did that moment happen for you? Skyra, you know, I, I feel leadership, you know, starts at your core. Um, I think it's, it starts with 
you being able to self-motivate yourself. As you transition from that, then you're, you're able to, to reach other people. You then become just highly efficient and you can take what you're doing and bring it to someone else, encourage someone else to do the same. But for me personally, I would say, or I realized that, hey, I'm actually stepping up to a leadership role was whenever we first got started with Peace for MLK and there was a need. There was a need for certain issues to be addressed in the community at that particular time. You know, we hosted the event, standing room only, and people are like, okay, we get it. What can we do? What's next? What's the next step? And since January, January 2014, uh, I think the event was hosted in maybe May 2014. Since then, every step of the way, you know, we've been, work- we've been working. I, I'm pretty proud of the people that uh, I, I work with and the leaders that I work with. And I think that leadership is core to making a difference. I think raising the bar for other individuals, uh, other people that surround us is huge. And we all are leaders, ultimately. When you work on a project, when you work on becoming a better you and you have people around you, they're going to work on being a better them. So, you know, we all are leaders. I'm in a room with an awesome leader right now. <laughs> but, you know, that, I guess that was one of the final moments in terms of community work. But ultimately, you know, we're all leaders. We're all, you know, we're always leaders. It's just our jobs as individuals. A few years ago, I coined the phrase, I think I coined the phrase at least, I am my own CEO. Yes. You know, the concept of, you know, that, that self-leadership, okay, the buck stops with you as an individual, Um, You know, I'm my own CFO. You know, I'm responsible for my finances. I'm my my CCO or my CEO, all all of those things. You know, really, when we're looking at it from that perspective, you know, I think it's a game changer. You know, that accountability level, that discipline, it falls on us. And then when we can do that on an individual level, then we can be transformative to the people that are surrounding us and then moving forward even outside of those circles as far as, okay, and encouraging others. Creates a domino effect. I love it. Okay, so if people want to get involved with 360 Collective, where would they go? You can find us on our website, which is 360collective.org, and that's spelled out, 360collective.org. You also can find us on our Facebook page by just typing in 360 Collective. You can reach us at 337-344-4462, and pretty much what we want to do in the community is just be a voice, uh, be a positive influence, provide people in need, provide outreach to our our youth, provide outreach to our educational system, and really do so in a way that, you know, engages uh, things from a a holistic perspective. Recognizing that everything is interconnected, people are interconnected, and really trying to figure out, you know, what's the next step and how all of Lafayette can move forward. All right. Well, Chris, we really appreciate you coming in and speaking to us this morning. So thank you for that. Thank you for having me. Of course. All right. To listen to more Conversations with Leaders podcast, go to skyrarito.com. And remember, y'all, I'm from Cajun country, so it's spelled R-I-D-E-A-U-X. All right. Let's go change the world together.